In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm in Germany and I'm on the phone to Hayden Grove. Hayden, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm also not in Cleveland. I'm in Florida right now on my way back to Cleveland. Um, but it's good to talk to you in Germany. Mate, tell us, where have you been on holiday? Say that one more time. Oh, where have you been on holiday? We've been in Fort Lauderdale on holiday for the weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then uh, coming back today. So it's been a nice uh, little getaway. And uh, we're getting ready for this summer with the Browns and all that stuff. So we're excited. Excellent. And uh, I don't know if you've heard, but the Browns signed three undrafted free agents today. And this, this goes quite nicely onto what I want to discuss today. It's a tight end room. And it's quite interesting that we didn't sign Darren Hall, but we signed Trail Gray. I'm running back. And I wonder if he's going to be pushing me to shout Austin Childs. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the tight end room is really interesting for the Browns this year. Um, Orson Charles is a guy that's really respected around that locker room. The guys love him. Uh, you have David Njoku as well, Seth DeValve. Um, but I think they want to create some competition in that room. They did not draft the tight end, uh, but they, again, have – they signed the kid out of uh, Kansas City that John uh, Dorsey knows very well, former basketball player. So I think there's a lot of competition in that room right now, and I think it's a great thing. I don't think they're sold on Seth DeValve. I don't think that – uh, I would not be shocked if he is not on the roster to start next year. Um, but I think Orson Charles, Charles is really interesting. I mean, I don't know if they're going to particularly use a fullback this season or if they're going to try to uh, go through it with just a tight end or, or whatever the case may be. So, again, one more time, I think it's just going to be very, very interesting in that room. And I, I think that they're going to kind of let the dogs eat. And whoever comes out on top comes out on top. They've even signed a carbon copy of Seth DeValve. Stephen Carlston, a tight end from Princeton. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of – it's kind of the writing on the wall, isn't it? You know, the, the writing on the wall for Seth DeValve. I mean, for them to sign a guy that's pretty much his carbon copy, um, it's either put up or shut up for Seth DeValve. And, uh, you know, if he doesn't put up, you won't see him on the roster. And uh, do, you, do you think the Browns are going to take anyone in the free agents at tight end? No, I mean, again, they already signed somebody uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs. They brought him in as a tight end, and I'm, I'm blanking on his name, which is why I'm not remembering him right now. But um, he's a pretty athletic kid, and John Dorsey knew him very well in Kansas City, drafted him in there, so, or signed him there. So um, it should be interesting to see. Again, him, uh, Seth DeValve, David Njoku, the kid they signed from Princeton again. So it's just a lot of different uh, op- options in that room right now, and I think that they want to get better at that position. And like you said, I also forgot to mention Orson Charles. So – it's a really interesting group, and uh, I don't think they're set at that position, but they're giving themselves plenty of options. Uh, Demetrius Harris, that's the guy you're thinking of. That is exactly right, Demetrius Harris. That's the advantage of me being in a laptop and you in a car. Say that one more time. 
that's the advantage of me being on a laptop and you being and driving on a car. Yeah, well, I'm actually in the airport, so that's a little bit more tough <laughs> even then. <laughs> All right, good, mate. And tell us, how was draft night for you? First night, and uh, you were just there waiting? Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Um, I thought John Dorsey was going to try to make a move into the first round. Um, I thought you could see them kind of trying to go get a player near the, you know, the later portion of that first round. And I think they did try, but I think it all worked out for them on the first night. So yeah, the first night was a lot of waiting. Um, Joe Thomas was nice enough to feed the media with his mission barbecue, which was really good, but that was pretty much the highlight of the night because there wasn't much else going on. Um, I think everybody, it was kind of interesting though, without pressure in that room, without a lot of, you know, anything to really talk about or write about for the Browns per se. Um, it was really interesting to see like Daniel Jones be drafted by the Giants and the reaction in the room from, you know, a guy that uh, wasn't, didn't really have anything to do with the Browns. So uh, I think it was an interesting first round for that reason. Uh, it was kind of difficult to see Dwayne Haskins fall the way he did, but I'm happy to see him in uh, with the Washington Redskins, his hometown in Maryland, very close to there. So uh, it was an interesting night, but uh, day two was a lot more busy. Greedy Williams, uh, they traded up to get him. So that was pretty exciting to, to see them kind of, get on the course and get on the clock. And again, Greedy Williams, one of the most talented guys in the draft for sure. And to get him where they did was a great move. And then um, to get Sione Takitaki, a guy that not a really, not a lot of people knew about myself included. So it's in, it was interesting to hear what they had to say about him, his tenacious nature and uh, the way that he goes about playing the game. Yeah. What was your uh, best um, draft picks and your, your least favorite draft picks of the night? Well, I'll start with my least favorite. I don't think they should have taken a kicker. I mean, I think kickers are kind of – it's something you just bring in a lot of guys and they'll compete. You know, Greg Joseph didn't have a bad year last year. He was 17 of 20 on field goals. Um, I don't think that they – I would have wasted – I don't know about wasted. Again, he could be your kicker for the next 10 years. But I, I just think that the – you know, using a fifth rounder on a kicker was a little strange. But, again, if that's the most – if that's the only thing we're worried about, you know um, – is drafting a kicker in the in the fifth round. If that's the only criticism that I made from the Browns draft and the only criticism I really have of John Dorsey, it's not a big deal. My favorite pick, I think Greedy was a great pick. I really do. I think Greedy was a really, really good pick. Again, where you got him at number 46, he probably was a top 30 draft pick in or top 30 talent in the draft. Um, I think you just got to try to get him to buy into your system. And I think once he does, I think he's going to be a very, very good player. So I love the greedy pick where they got him, and I wasn't as sold on Austin Siebert in the fifth round. Okay, cool. And, mate, I've got to ask you, what food was Joe Thomas's mission restaurant serving up on draft night? So, so John, Joe Thomas, uh, he has a mission, mission, bar, or mission barbecue. So they had pulled pork, they had um, pulled chicken, they had uh, cornbread, they had uh, some sort of dessert that I can't really remember what it was. They had salad. They had shrimp, they had salmon, so Joe Thomas was kind enough to supply the media room with some great food, and um, he was up there doing the Cleveland Browns daily. I thought he did a really – or excuse me, he was with the Cleveland Browns radio network. I thought he did a great job analyzing the draft, um, and I think he's going to be really, really good in the media once he starts to do broadcasting and or whatever he does decide to do in the coming years. All right, buddy. Well, look, it's great speaking to you, mate. Thanks for the update, and uh, have a safe flight, and we'll speak to you later on in the season. Yes, Paul, thank you so much. Enjoy Germany, and we'll talk to you later. Take care, buddy. All right, bye-bye. Cheers to that, mate. All right, thank you, man. I appreciate you. Have a great night. You too, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye.